one. Blind your eyes, steal your tongue, take it when you're over, but it lacks on you. Domo arigato, and uh, welcome back <laughs> to the Barely Watchable Podcast. This week we have a movie that is a tale as old as time, in which a robot falls in love with Farrah Fawcett in space. Uh, we watched Saturn 3, and disclaimer, obviously, this is not the third movie of a trilogy, it just happened to take place on Saturn's third moon, that's why it's called Saturn 3. I only saw one Saturn in this movie, but I'm sure there. I'm sure there was the two moons on the side somewhere that that we were on, but I didn't really see it during the space shots. But let's do our uh, ceremonial shot here, and in honor of the blue pill, we're doing blue dream shot here. Blue dreamers. Blue dreamers. Prost. Mmm, <sighs> that's tasty. No, a little bad aftertaste. It was good at first, and kind of has a. a <laughs> I don't know why all our shots taste like cum, but, but, or like the texture of it. Martin Sorry about that. Them. Yeah. Um, one uh, word? One word. <sighs> Robo-rapist. That's two words, but... No, I think hy- it's a... It's hey, Robo-cop. Robo-cop is yeah, one word. Hyphenate, you're good. True. <laughs> I was going to go with abort. 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 This movie. Right off the bat... Blatant Star Wars ripoff with the ship, and but blatant, but really poorly done <laughs> shots. I mean, you could see like pieces of that ship look like they were like bending, like pieces like look like you could see they were they were cardboard and they were like kind of like bending in certain places. If you look close to it, it was pretty shoddy uh, sci-fi or uh, special effects on the, especially the space scenes. What I heard too was that they spent so much money on the inside of the spaceships and, and, and on the moon there. That they ran out of money, and so they started like the space stuff was the last stuff that they were doing. Actually, I thought, yeah, I thought I, was, I thought I was watching either Star Wars or uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> that same beginning. <laughs> I thought the soundtrack was all right. You know, you could kind of like to me it was like a mix between I don't know like um, third. You know, it was kind of like a, almost a John Williams ish kind of. The reason wasn't a, like in the beginning there was no music. You know, really opening credits, nothing. There was even in that spaceship scene, there was no music, so it was kind of weird. 2001 Space Odyssey, you know. Yeah, they tried to mix a whole shitload of movies. This first 15 minutes felt like the start of a four-hour sci-fi movie, like you said, 2001 Space Odyssey. You could really fast-forward the first 15 minutes of this movie because nothing. Well, it's like you said, space. I mean, it ripped off right away. You see all these guys, and I thought it was hilarious that they're like supposedly in space, but they're wearing like painters' overalls and like motorcycle helmets. Yeah, (laughs) those helmets are kind of weird. And then when they finally did have like like Star Wars kind of stormtrooper helmets, but they were really big, more like space balls, more like dark. Darth Helmet or whatever. They was, are they? Is this NASA's like garb in the future? Is are they working for NASA or is it? I could. They this, didn't really. This movie, go was into made, it. this movie was made in what 1981 or something like that, right? It was in the 80s, right? I think it was 80. Uh, 80. Okay, 80. so 1980. No, if this is what they thought the future was going to look like, because it looked more like 1980 to me. But was it like the United States? Like, was it NASA that these people were working Earth, for? I guess. I mean, there probably they, is they some kind of Earth. international space station or some international space group now because I mean. I'm guessing beyond Earth, there's 
they obviously have they have access to other other planets now, right? Let's obviously. just go with NASA because I have a few questions. And sure, I think it'll be easier it. if we say that. My first question: How did Harvey Keitel, a murderer, get a job with NASA? <laughs> well, he did flunk the mental test. That's what they. That's, uh, when he went on his don't worry about it we all we all do that every once in a while (laughs) (laughs) um that whole scene in the in the locker room was just creepy you know like he's just kind of creeping around with his dark dark helmet one of the few things i liked about this movie was that scene because you know especially the way he kills that kills his friend and so obviously in nasa then um you don't have to show id at all before you get on any spaceships right you just as long as you have the helmet and outfit you're good to go if you got your helmet on it's like you made it all the way out to saturn surely he's meant to be here there's no way he snuck on a vessel (laughs) there's no way he'll take someone else's name no and what was the whole deal about that you know when he pushed the other guy the the guy was supposed to come on the the plane what was his name do you even remember the captain or i don't know what his name was ah shit I know, yeah. I know Benson, Benson, Benson. Well, Benson was his name, Harvey Keitel's name. But he came. He he took the character of whatever the other guy's name. Uh, was. The other guy's name was. Well, this but, guy. I think it's funny. Like in the locker room, there's there's a, happens to be a button that just opens up to space. <laughs> just in case somebody's you know is unhappy, they should have push that button. I sure that's not like a toilet or something where they just like open it up and if you had to take a shit or no, piss, that was like the off. men's locker room and apparently you can just open up the <laughs> airlock and fly. <laughs> and and in order to get out, you have to go through like this shredder. <laughs> there's no like easy way out of this. Is it like he froze as soon as like he hit this, the atmosphere? He froze and then that's why when he fell through that grate, he exploded into like a million pieces. Meat. Is that what's supposed to happen? And, and wouldn't that whole I, room? Wouldn't that whole room do that? Then I thought it was pretty cool. Actually, the way science—it was cool looking, but yeah. the science was a little bit off. I think <laughs> this is the one problem I had with this movie. <laughs> one problem: the locker room looked like a locker room, <laughs> like it wasn't futuristic at all. Well, I kind of liked. They still I mean, got lockers. Back. In general, like all the scenes the of the even the the place on Saturn Three. I think they think in the future what you're going to have is just different colored tubes. Like that's what everything, everything's going to be run by tubes. You know, like <laughs> you look up and down the hallways, it's just different colored tubes. Is all it was. You're right though, where it looks like they put all the money into the set, like into the space station, which it looked beautiful. But then getting there looked like somebody recorded like a Lego set yeah. and just like was <laughs> motioning yeah. through a giant space like Lego set. Hung on strings the spaceship. Yeah, it was pretty Take bad. Sure. Well, you know, they spent, I saw uh, today, reading something, they spent over a million dollars on that robot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that was a piece of shit for a million dollars. I thought, I don't know what you I guys thought. Just, I mean, to me, there were so many ripoffs. I mean, obviously, RoboCop came after this movie, right? So this this was couldn't be a ripoff of RoboCop, but there was definitely some RoboCop feeling there. There was definitely Alien movie ripoffs there constantly when they're hiding underneath the grates, and there's so many scenes I, I can remember like it, it would be in like Alien. But I thought that whole robot was stupid as hell. Like the two, I mean, the eyes. I mean, you could, I mean, I don't know. I would think that you could have made something really kind of more creepier that actually was more realistic, like more even more humanly realistic. Do you know what I thought of the first time I saw that robot? Number five is alive. The movie disassemble. The movie disassemble. The movie Short Circuit. That's what I just said. Yes, that was exactly what I said. Number five is alive. I actually wrote. I said. This movie is, I said, if you took a Star Wars movie and ate it, and also ate Lost in Space, and then ate the movie Short Circuit, 
and then you took a shit, <laughs> that shit would be this movie. That's what I said. I think you're right there. <laughs> I actually had it on you. No disassemble, no disassemble. Um, I just don't get here. So if the whole idea of this robot was to be able to do what the human who controls him does... Right, like it kind of reads your thoughts and just does what you do. Why can't the human just do the work? Why? I think why that the Harvey robot Keitel do the work? was like, if I can get this robot to do my work, I have more time to, to have sex with Farrah Fawcett. Fawcett. <laughs> Is that what it was? So, <laughs> and, listen, listen to this. How? Why did Harvey Keitel go there in the first place? Yeah, this this whole movie. The, no the, I don't understand the point of anybody's mission in this movie. I know his motive. Like Harvey Keitel's motives. Are obvious rape. from the start. He rape. states it like, "I want your body." Yeah, but he doesn't really state what he's doing with the well, robot. Here, here's the thing: how bad is Earth? Because my guess is that he's going to be sent back to Earth because he failed the, the test. So how bad is Earth? But, Earth might be really horrible. He knows that there's only two people living in this other, and maybe he wants to go there and get that girl. And, but he doesn't know that Farah's there originally. So what? Why does taking a they chance? Don't, we don't know that. We don't in know this that. movie, they really don't say like why he's. Going there, I think he's just a murderer, and he's going to he's just a cycle just to kill everybody. But okay. then he sees like that, that makes more sense. Bombshells there, he's like, okay, I'll kill everybody, but and her. then but her. I think once he t- once she takes off the helmet and he sees how hot she is, he's like, okay, I got to adjust. Change. My- he did his yeah. eyes kind of went, yeah. ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> Me and her are gonna the way only Harvey Keitel can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but don't use his voice. That's crazy that they had dubbed overdubbed his voice with the British guys. Because they didn't want to hit his New Jersey. I accent. knew something. I mean, I didn't know that before that I watched this movie. And then I also watched this movie, and I was just like, as it's going on, I'm like, something right. Like, did they like, like, uh, um, slow his voice down or do something to make it robotic? Because it was robotic, basically. What are so we ta- we talked about Harvey Keitel, but we don't. What what are Kirk Douglas and Farrah Fawcett doing? On, like, they don't talk about their research. Are they doing some? Well, they're obviously doing. They're growing vegetables. They're growing herbs and vegetables. They're making food Earth, for planet Earth, okay. which, is, which is which doesn't have no longer have enough resources. So it's basically like the Martian. Yeah, but they're not stranded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. So I the one thing I thought right away is that you know. First of all, it didn't look that place looked big, but it didn't look big enough to, to like help Earth out. <laughs> like, so what, how many vegetables they, can you grow in, in a room that's going to help and Earth? Kirk, were Farrah Fawcett and Kirk Douglas always expecting somebody to come and build a robot that helps them cultivate plants? Was I don't that think that they, was because they made stuff. They, they they seemed to be very shocked by the robot, right? They almost thought that the robot's coming. I just thought, first of all, the name the name of the robot is Hector. Okay, <laughs> and the, here's the first thing I thought. I'm like. This happens in Wisconsin all the time. Hector moves in on the farm, right? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, all the gringos, no more need for the gringos anymore. We got Hector. So <laughs> he doesn't need to get paid that much at all. Would have made the movie better the if, if Hector had like a Mexican accent as a robot? <laughs> Luis Guzman. <laughs> Senorita. <laughs> Nuevos. They named the farmer Hector. It's like, oh, and he's taking over everyone's jobs. I'm like, oh my God, this is just... So we, talk about knowing the future. Quickly, just people that haven't seen this horrible movie. So uh, Farrah Fawcett and Kirk Douglas play this... Um, couple who are on the Saturn 3 who basically are growing some I, I vegetables, guess some vegetables because vegetables. Earth doesn't have any food or something yeah. so they're like doing this and Harvey Keitel comes to check on him which he ends up he's some psycho but so Kirk Tuckless is 60, 62, years 62 old. or 63 in this movie and Farrah Fawcett's like 32 
And there's lovers in this movie, which is... Well, you have to be if you're on the only two, male and female. Well, let's talk about this, because at first, I kind of had like a Kirk Douglas... Hear me out. Conspiracy theory time. Kirk Douglas is her uncle. Like, her parents died on Saturday <laughs> oh. when she was really young. And Kirk Douglas is her uncle, but she's the only other woman. And she kind of blossomed into a very... Be- I mean, the most beautiful woman on this planet. And he's like, you know what? I'm tired of beating off. I'm fucking my niece. Like, I just think that... I had, He had that vibe. He had the uncle-niece kind of vibe. Like, well, it was, I, it think was all, strange. I think all old men do. And so, I mean, I, I think it's more that he was got put there with her. And eventually, of course, if you only have one male, one female, you're going to do that. It makes it sound like they, they were there forever. And, right? it's, al- and it's almost but like... Because she's never seen Earth. It's almost like he's trying to keep... Like She's but, been wanting to go back to Earth. But she said like this was only her, only her fourth year on Saturn 3. So where was she for the prior 28 years of her life? Saturn 1. Um, <laughs> she was being groomed by... <laughs> well, hear me out. Hear me out. That's I, what I'm thinking is going on. I have a second on. conspiracy. He's her captor. Like, he stole her at a young... Like, she lived so she's at a young age. Better. Yes, she doesn't know anything because she lived on right. Tatooine, and he abducted her, at like, like when she was like four from her so parents. So she's she's he, loves he, those sixty five year old balls. She's like, this is because that's all she nice. knows. Yeah, because he. She know, got, like, soon stock, as she saw another male Harvey, she looked like she was like ready for some Harvey Keitel dick. <laughs> I don't know. She was looked like she was ready right off the bat, <laughs> and right away, you know, she's even. Trying to, you know, everyone's talking about him talking about his blue dreamies, but right away she's like, "You want, you, need, you want any herbals? You hear that when she's talking down the hallway? She's in trying this to get, home, him to get some herbals first, so she was trying to hook him up with some drugs." Too. In this whole movie, there's a lot of drug talk and usage. I mean, basically, Kirk Douglas is living in this utopia. He's by himself in this Garden of Eden, and all he does is dr- they're drinking whatever brandy snifters, doing drugs like pills, and he's fucking Farrah Fawcett. I meant. What a perfect world. <laughs> he's like, no wonder he never, he's like, I have no use for Earth. He's like, I'm good here. He's like, I was supposed to retire 13 years ago. <laughs> and not only that, but, but he's like a total woman. You know, he's, he, oh, even he's like sna- slapping asses in the shower. You know, he's, he's, he's always like ass. doing jumping jacks and stuff. And <laughs> Do you hear that? You know, the only, unfortunately, we see Farrah's breasts, but like pretty much see Kirk buck naked the whole freaking movie. He and wrestles Harvey Keitel. Buck naked. naked, and so he pushed for that scene. He, that wasn't that was that scene wasn't supposed to be in the movie. He Kirk Douglas purposely pushed that he needed to be because he. I can see that because he's one of those guys that's like, hey, look at me, I'm 65, I'm still buff, and look at my body. And, and Farrah Fawcett wants to fuck. <laughs> I don't think so. At all. She looked a lot of cringy in this movie, but that scene. So he's fighting. Harvey Keitel's got like fully clothed, but he's totally naked and he's jumping on him and he's like. <laughs> Like penis on body, like just humping him. Basically, he's all drugged up too, Harvey. You know, like that one SNL skit where Will Ferrell's like the evil boss, and he's um, Pierce Brosnan is trying to interview for the job, and they have this like cordial interview, and then like one of his coworkers does something, and then Will Ferrell will, like snap and be like, "I'm gonna rape you!" Like he's not this close to rape. It kind of felt like that with Harvey, and then like Chris Parnell is the last scene, and he comes out with the Triton. He's like, I've been lifting weights and doing cocaine all day for this moment. That's kind of what Harvey Keitel felt like. It was like an hour break where Kirk Douglas and Farrah Fawcett went off to bed. And then all of a sudden, you just see Harvey Keitel all drugged up. Like, I've been doing cocaine all day that for this moment. Well, you, you, kind, you kind of foresee um, the robots' issues when you see right away that he's, um, like, peeping Tom on, on oh, them, you know, in bed. But you also notice that Farrah or Alex in the, in the, in the movie 
She's not enjoying sex too much. She looked pretty goddamn <laughs> bored during that sex. What do you meet. think about the video setup in this this <laughs> capsule that they're in or whatever? You know, this he, said, he set that up when she was like fourteen. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you know that for sure. Because there's cameras everywhere with different angles, and there's like and and then plus not only in the main room but like even in um, Harry. Uh, uh, I always say Harry Cattell. What was it Benson? Benson? Even in Benson's like room, there's t- he could watch. Farrah and Kirk Douglas. It's almost like every it's camera access. Like they have access to all the cameras of every room. Like as long you, as you can there's figure no it out. privacy whatsoever. Right. Like, yeah. well, there's no Makes privacy sense. because Benson walks in on them like three times <laughs> in the bedroom. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, hey, dude. You're and one time he walks in like with the robot. Hey, look what I made. And it's just like, uh, fucker. I'm trying you know to fuck Farrah Fawcett. Like, Harvey Keitel could have fucked Farrah Fawcett in this movie. It, it reminds me of like the like a, a girl woman gets off a fresh breakup and it's like you know her a little bit and you're trying to set up your friend with her it's like all you have to do is just be nice be a little funny and, and you, you get it, it. you get, get it. it but hard and then that but you always have that one friend that like just doesn't listen to you or doesn't put two and two together and he's just a complete moron he's like an ass to her and he says you have a great body may <laughs> i use it yeah use it I, yeah. I suppose that's all of our quotes so i was just gonna ask gene since you're the single one here are you gonna be using that line you have a great body may i use it you have a beautiful body may i use it I mean, I'll have to at least be four drinks deep before I have the courage to say that because I know I'm getting slapped in the face every single time, but it might work, right? Hi, this is my friend Hector. <laughs> He's got a very tight grip. I also like the uh, the scene with Benson and the dog. <laughs> when he called, you remember that scene? So he grabs the dog and kind of looking at it. The first thing he does, he looks it right down in the asshole. Just yeah, straight yeah. in the asshole. And yes, then he goes, he yes. goes... Something about eating it, you know, like <laughs> what it was exactly. I think it was like, oh, it's just it's just something to eat. I'm like, just have to look at the asshole. That's what he says. <laughs> Here, here's picture. <laughs> yeah, He's got a picture of it right here. So, is Harvey Keitel in this movie a dedicated scientist or a real patient serial killer? Because. <laughs> He takes forever to kill Kirk <laughs> or try to kill Kirk Douglas. That's one of the things I hated times, about this. How many this. times could we have killed anybody? Could have killed anybody in this movie, and it just was like prolonged the whole time. What's what makes know? this movie was so bad was these long ass scenes of stupidness. So, like Gene said, he's putting this robot together with with fake brain with brains with brains, well, right? But just like everything, he, but like all of a sudden he took like one arm, you know, and he's like, you know, doing put it, put it, put it. And then all of a sudden, like ten minutes later, he grabs the other arm, and it keep and it's just like, no, we seen, we see how it works. You don't need to show every him doing arm, the whole fucking yeah. robot movie, here. This movie is fat. I love this movie because of oh, the geez. because no because I love the love triangle, like the weird love triangle in this movie. I think that's what makes this movie hilarious to me. But then, like you said, there's just unnecessary fifteen minutes of Harvey Keitel constructing a robot that doesn't need to be in this and, movie and deconstructing because when they took it apart and they show the same <laughs> scene slowly yes. taking the whole yes. thing apart. It was- <laughs> I think, Gene, you're right, because the premise of this movie is actually pretty good. Um, I did also read today, studying uh, some of the notes, and it was like, uh, they said they cut out like 27 minutes, I thought it was. Or they cut out a lot of this movie. Yeah, I guess I guess Farrah was in a nice, like, super sexy outfit that she had on. Like, they, they would play, like, but role they, play, and, and TV- that was what they put on the, the covers of all the... The, to sell the movie, they put her picture in this thing, but they never used it. So when they put this movie on TV to make it longer, they put that scene in. Oh, did they? Yeah. And they take ecstasy. 
Oh, is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, and I'm like, is I want to see that, that part. Blue, I was going to ask you, because I, mean, I missed out on the Blue Dreamers. Like, what are the Blue Dreamers? What is it? Is they really it didn't go into that yeah, at all. In, in, this, in the deleted scene, it is ecstasy. But to me, I kind of see it as like Blue Dreamers is what you make. It's almost like make-believe pills. So like for Kirk Douglas, it's Viagra. For Farrah Fawcett, it's like DMT. Like It's whatever yeah. like you need so the drugs. Because at first, they make it sound did, like did it's Harvey a... fuck her in, the, in this extended scene? Did no, 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 no. It was... It was it was Kirk Douglas and her. Oh, and they were just both doing it. Okay, so and they were having dreams. Okay, so it was more like a. It was probably it was a. More run, it was probably a runoff of when they actually. T- remember, they were drinking whiskey and they split the blue pill. In this movie, they did. I bet you that was a scene that came right after that. It is. I yeah. thought it was supposed to be like a sleeping pill, but it's supposed to give you like dreams. I thought it was a root. So I was all in on this. I was like, I gotta get one of these fucking blue pills because I have trouble sleeping, and plus it gives you dreams and. Gets was, you high or whatever. I was like, dude. Yeah, I thought that they were, they were giving her roofies the whole time so they could all No, because <laughs> she said something, uh, uh, Farrah Fawcett said something, you, he was going to bed and he said, do you need the blue pill or blue, yeah. or no, he says, blue I got dreamer. the blue pills or yeah, the blue yeah. dreams. So I think, I mean, you're right, Gene, maybe it is like, you make it what it is. If you want to, if you want to go to sleep, I'm going to take this and pretend also I'm going to sleep. also seems like there's just unlimited amount of pills. So there's all kinds of pills, of pills in this movie. But I had one, my first, so I, I watched the movie always first like you two do without writing notes but i did write one note the first time i watched this film and it just says wow harvey Keitel is really trying to really trying hard to drug farrah fawcett in this <laughs> film. Like, every chance he gets he's like take this take this he's got take all this. the drugs too i mean this in the future definitely has lots of drugs i mean you, you saw at the very end of the movie farrah's offered duty-free yeah a, 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 a pill, big pills a bunch of pills that you could change a bowl full of pills to bring, to bring back to earth with her you know so this movie, again, it's a love story, love triangle, but then there's also the slasher film with the robot. Now, if you went away with the robot and just made it like a, more of a film like on like the themes of society and isolation and how you construct a society with three people and one only one of the genders there, would this movie have worked if it was like a better looking Harvey Keitel or a younger Kirk Douglas? I think the, I don't think the age had anything. I think the age has actually made it kind of interesting, actually, because it made it more of a reason why that she might it might it makes a better love triangle. Like, I, there's reasons why she might not really want to be with this fucking. Old Sean guy. Connery turned down the role that Kirk so, Douglas said, yeah, so was, so, and at the time he was whatever younger, uh, not a lot younger, but he was younger, it's like Highlander era. So, so, did, so did Michael Caine. They both did. So, and both of them were probably like ten years younger. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know what I think at younger. I don't. Know. It, it, blew, it that blew me away to old Kirk Douglas. Well, Kirk Douglas was completely wrong because this is this is a you know Academy Award winning actor that's just too serious of an actor for for this role. This, this, he just is not a sci fi actor, and so he 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 felt out of place the whole time. But I just don't think the age was as much of it well, as what much about, as him as an actor. What about replacing Harvey Keitel with like Robert Redford? So then you have like the Fairy Fawcett's like dealing with do I stay with this old ass guy that that's all I've known, or do I go with this young hunk Robert Redford? Well, I was going to save this for the end when we said, like, you know, if we're going to have a part two, but I, I would have the reboot of this movie. Call it For Uranus instead of... <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I was thinking about this podcast, and I was like, I'm going to put a timer when Joel mentions Uranus. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to have that. I'd have, I'd have uh, Morgan Freeman as Adam. <laughs> have Emma Watson as Alex. And have Shia LaBeouf as Benson. And then the Hector is actually a humanoid robot played by Nick Cage, not saying one word. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. I wrote my so it's sequel. called what? 
Uranus? <laughs> Instead of Uranus 4, it's going to be 4 Uranus. <laughs> I had Uranus 4. Oh, did you? Yes. How about... How I, about... Just, I just said, the tagline is just Spherifosic gets piped up in this movie. <laughs> how about Uranus 4 play? <laughs> Uranus 4 play. Okay, that's I like way that better. one. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then you can have the line like you know how we can tell well he say uh, that one where he goes uh, you have a beautiful body can't use it then he can say something like uh, <laughs> oh, it's a lovely planet planet here can I look at Uranus or something, something like that <laughs> I'd like to scope out this Uranus um, the robot doesn't seem that tough to me though like there's nowhere like you know when you look at Robocop or when you look at um, I thought there was a lot of Terminator kind of feeling to this movie too yeah like the first ones with the metal terminators, those guys were like more human and had po- like this guy just sque- he can squeeze with his hand tight. Yeah, I I really. Mean, didn't. What else does he do that he doesn't move fast? You know, he's a slow mover. Slow mover. It's, um, like, it's like a Frankenstein. He doesn't have no like, weapons. Yeah. So what does he do? Like he doesn't. She hasn't shot anybody. He doesn't. That's all I was shocked when I said it. Yeah, I found it out that like it was that spent a million dollars. That never scared me at all. It was like there's that was kind of to me where they kind of faltered. They could have done a robot that was actually, especially in the '80s, they had so much more technology that this if this is what they came. And then they gave him like a really small head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said like you said it was like just two little. Like a mouse pad or something, like little mouse uh, eyes there. Was this movie more seventies or eighties to you? Seventies, seventies, and more seventies. So too. was the robot the most seventies thing about this film? What was the most seventies thing about this film? The pants. I was, yeah, I was gonna say the outfits. <laughs> Reason why I say the outfits is like in the seventies, they always made futuristic movies. Like everybody was dressed the same, like the same outfits, and they were like horrible, and it was like skin tight. I don't yeah. know what that material would be, but it, it was, was it was like, like it was kind of like a like a like a sweatpants, like a stretchy, material. yeah, stretchy sweatpants. I thought what made him look old was not his body. Like, um, I'm talking about Kirk Douglas. I know what you're gonna body. say. It's his pants all <laughs> up to his <laughs> up to his titties. Yeah, <laughs> he had the high risers up to his nipples. <laughs> I guess what I read also today was that. He loved those clothes so much that he took them home with him. <laughs> I sure he and did. he was like wearing them like in private all the time. <laughs> now, did we talk about who this director was? No. So somebody famous, I heard. All right. Well, here's the thing: like right. originally, they had this guy who was going to direct. Uh, the guy who was going to produce the movie was who ended up directing. What was his name? John Barry. No, no, no. The the the, the guy who ended up directing. Oh, uh, Stanley Donan. So Stanley Donan actually was going to produce the movie, and he got his friend John Benson to or John Barry to to direct and John Barry he did like he he's he's like a was it we call a designer or whatever for Star Wars production movies, design. production design for Star Wars for for Clockwork Orange for Superman a lot of different movies he did Clockwork Orange yep he wasn't the director he was the design guy he right. kind of got all the scene design and how everything looked right and uh, so you can kind of see some of that early in the movie. You can see the differences between when John Barry was doing different scenes, like the whole walk-in scene where they had like that almost like the sunshine, like the flag background and stuff was a total like kind of like a clockwork orange kind of scene to me. But what happened was John Barry ended up leaving because he had Empire Strikes Back to do. They weren't. They had some differences and opinions on how to do the movie. And when he left, this guy who's Donan, Donan is actually the guy who directed. Singing in the Rain, Guys and Dolls, all these musicals. So like, you, this this is a like total wrong guy for for sci-fi movie. Having Stanley Donan, who just like you said did Singing in the Rain, then do a sci-fi movie like Saren Three is like a rated R sci-fi movie. It's almost as if like 
Lin-Manuel Miranda decided to do the next Conjuring movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd watch that. <laughs> so, I know we were talking about like the most 70s part of this film, but to me, as someone obviously didn't live through the 70s, but was the tire rolling? Like, was that the seventies workout? Because that made yes. me, that cracked me up. All my older sisters all had movie. that. I still see it in my house in the living room all the time. But my, again, this is the future. You'd think that they could have came up with something, <laughs> right? Because nineteen eighty—that's when my sisters were using it. Yeah. So it's just so funny. Like they when they when they saw the future, they saw like four years away. <laughs> <You know? laughs> At least it wasn't like aerobics videos. It was like John Travolta in aerobics videos. <laughs> um, what do you think about Hector? Like, what if if I, I was a little confused about when Hector kind of took off on his own? Was it that he was just starting to form his own brain, thinking himself? Like, I thought he was supposed to be just thinking what 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 uh what Benson was thinking. What when did he all of a sudden go rogue? I don't think he ever went rogue. I just think that Harvey Keitel, in a sense, is rogue. Like his mind is. Okay. He's got a broken mind, so, so now the robot's really. got this broken mind. Yeah, I agree. I'll have to give a hand to uh, Hector for that for that scene he did with uh, with Benson. Did you get that one? Get it took hand. his hand. Yeah, <laughs> another Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thing right yeah. cuts his hand cuts off. Cuts his hand off. Okay, so Hector is this like seven foot giant robot, um, horny robot, horny robot because he wanted Farrah, but yeah. he. They make it seem as if he's like a four foot ninja because he's constantly like sneaking up on people, even though he's like a loud squeaking robot. He just suddenly just creeps up on them like as if he's Michael Myers. Like it makes no sense. It was, yeah. The, um, for nineteen eighty, I think they could have done something better. Well, Mike, here's my thing. So what, what's he gonna do when he finally catches Alex Farrah Fawcett? Is he gonna then like pull out his vibrator or like what, 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 what's the plan there? You don't want to know. <laughs> Did he have a building vibrator? You know? Boom! It's like, oh, what the hell is that? At first, thing? she's like, no, 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 yes, yes, yeah. yes. See, 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 see. <laughs> I can't. Uh, uh, no more. I'm not gonna do more. I started. Uh, Watching porn in Spanish lately, <laughs> but all the dialogue is just O C C. So there's no point brushing up on my Spanish. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna do it in Mexican and Spanish, but I could do the robot baby coming. So it'd be like, let's see. Oh yes, oh yes, oh. I'm about to ejaculate. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> I am done. Abort. Overload. <laughs> overload. System overload. <laughs> oh Here is Cap Fair. <laughs> Cap Fair to Uranus. Not cheap. Is Hector, like, would he then also be, like, in, like, would he take the bluer with her? Would that be the scene? Like, is that what he's imagining? Like, him and her taking blueies and... Taking blueies <laughs> and then squirting his oil all over her face, right? <laughs> you <could say> that. <laughs> He did have a lot of, there was like a lot of uh, uh, liquids going in his body when they were like making him and stuff, yeah, all these is, different is weird, like I don't know what it was. It kind of gave me the whole brains and that 
scene kind of gave me a, a little that Frankenstein movie we watched, which that was Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker Franken kind of gave me a Frankenhooker feel a little <laughs> bit to it too. <laughs> Did not see Frankenhooker in this movie. <laughs> what would Hector say? What would his be if he was making love to Farrah Fawcett? What would his, I just told you? Is that okay? You have yours. I have one. Joel, do you have one? Uh, do you go? I'll think about it right here. I just think that Hector is gonna. He's been over. He's been listening and watching the convers, the you know conversations between Kirk Douglas and Fair Fawcett. I think Hector is going to say hydroponics when he comes. <laughs> hydroponics, <laughs> hydroponics, hydroponics. <laughs> I know Fair Fawcett would be saying, uh, "No taxion contact, no caction contact." <laughs> it's just like, why do you have to do that in this movie? Did you guys notice that? Like, yeah. Just say, don't touch this. Okay. I mean, they had like they had different meanings for like. This. You need to do that. They're trying to be smart. I, I could know. see him saying um, during love. Once you go steal, <laughs> then you'll finally feel. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about this movie? Because it really, um, it really ends quickly. There was some besides. I mean, the overall the. Um, Special effects were off of that. That when that plane exploded, the explosion of the plane, it was almost like a birdemic explosion. It was like you know, just like it, there was nothing exploding, but you could just see it was just like a light. The plane. They were they were trying to escape, and right before they went, when they were both running out the doors, the robot or, or Harvey can tell one of the two blows up. They it says, oh, oh okay yeah 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 that and it just was like a light that kind of came up. It didn't show nothing exploded off. So what are you two? The end of the movie, what did you think? Do you guys get not anything out of this other than they say, you know, obviously um, in this movie, Kirk Douglas sacrifices himself by killing the robot. And then in the next scene, He's they show Farrah on a ship and they're like on a tour ship to Earth because they're like, if Earth is coming up on your right, you know, everybody, you know, take a look and they can show them going to Earth. And then that's all they do. I didn't get it. Like I didn't get that because at all. The reason I'm asking is but like she's always wanting why, to go to Earth. She's always wanting. Yeah, to go but to Earth. why did they even show that stupid part anyways? Unless you're th- a meaning like, are they going to go to Earth? Are they crashing to Earth? Is she now? Hey, how about this? I just thought of this. Maybe Kirk Douglas made her. She's actually a robot, like ex machina type, or a robot. Oh, I know and. She is going to Earth to destroy it. All I know is Earth girls are easy. <laughs> so, and 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 uh, Benson had said it. He's like, in our place, everybody everybody shares. It's penally. We all use everybody. It's penally unacceptable. That's what he told her about not sharing. It's not sharing. Penally. <laughs> it's penously unacceptable to not share women. That's what he said. Props to Fair Fawcett though for not just like giving it up to the first guy that walks on Saren three in the. For the first time in five years, and I was a, a very, very younger. I mean, there was a <laughs> yeah. there was that right when he when he uh, she was like I think it was when she was getting taken by the robot from the robot kind of flipped out at first and he and and, and uh, he said you tell her to put you down you know and she did and for a second before uh, um what's his name Adam got there they were looking at each other in their eyes I thought for sure. It was about to be that scene. Because you know who else likes to be naked in movies? Harvey Keitel, that motherfucker. You ever see that Bad Cop movie? Or what? I think that's what it was. Bad Cop or Bad Lieutenant. 
Oh my god, that guy wanted to be naked every other scene. Are you implying that like Harvey Keitel likes to be told what to do in bed? Yes. Like he doesn't want to be the initiator. Yes. He wants to be like pegged. Hundred <laughs> percent. So we're confirming this Harvey Keitel for sure a pegger. And I think one of the reasons why Harvey had the robot kill the dog was so he could eat the asshole. I think he was about to eat that asshole too, to be honest with you. All right. <laughs> Yeah, way off hand. <laughs> Any other uh, final comments? Yeah, I just saw something here. What's up with the tattoo on a face? They never say anything about it. Like they, they're to me, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's just like you know how you how you know people now. It's like you can scan okay. a person, can scan somebody, and fine, that's person, fine. That's so but then again, in this face? movie, it's like five minute close up. Like just look at this tattoo. Then they look at his tattoo. Then they go back. When you do shit like that in a movie, it better fucking mean something. You just all of a sudden just like a comment, what? That's made a comment to the girl. He's like, I can see from your tattoo, you've never been to Earth. So it's almost like a passport. So it's almost like a passport know, I, where you have different things mean that you've been different places. Thought they could have been done more with that, but I mean, overall, this movie, um, it it was awful, and I think uh, it was proven to be awful because I think what is it on like like three percent, four percent on that Metacritic or whatever, and. And Eighteen got, on Rotten. Yeah, and then and then beyond that, I think for the Razzies, they they went all out. They won all out that year. I mean, they no, had, they got they got nominated. They didn't win any, but they got they nominated. Oh, they just got nominated. Yeah. I thought they won it all. No, they got nominated in three like three thing categories. Is there a worse way to go than being strangled by a naked Kirk Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a robot. I mean, who gives a shit? That's why, I mean, it's hard to. He died too, obviously, right? Who? Kirk. Yes. Yes, at the end. They didn't really show it. They just showed him go through the. Water. What did he go through? Well, why can't he just like swim? When the, when the robot went through that thing itself, it just climbed out early later, and it, it was just kind of frozen. It looked like it was like it must be really cold. So I don't know water. if it, yeah, what it was. They never really said. That's another thing too. They never say what that exactly like is. It just looks like water. Hot tub. That would have been. Or maybe maybe put a sign on it that said, um, you know, uh, acid or something. But they don't. They just like. No, what? is it just, just me? Water. But all the ways they, all the the tr- the ways they tried to kill the robot were all the weakest. Like, let's give him steam, <laughs> you know. <laughs> let's push him in the water, you know. Let's zap him once, and just just like any movie, like any horror movie, they zap the serial killer, and then they come up over by him, and it's kind of like, are you okay? He clearly doesn't <laughs> want to kill Farrah Fawcett, so they should have just used her as bait. Oh, for sure. Just put her out in well, the middle of did, the hallway. They kind of did. They kind of did at the end. That's what they were trying to have him walk to her yeah. through that thing. Which was just the dumbest idea in the first place, anyways. Basically, everybody just wanted to bang Farrah Fawcett in this movie. And so, what was the purpose? What, so, so what was the was purpose the of, of him putting? He put the face and stuff on his body because he wanted to be able to talk. Is that what it was? The robot. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want. He wanted to be able to talk. Okay. So that's what. It, that's he just kind of took his head and put his head on. Mm-hmm. And what was all this crap on the side of his head? That, his face that was just a voice box or something i think that was just um like him botching the this this the incision of his 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 head there you go okay all right well because hector not the best you know with his hands hector five is no longer alive he's gone hector very sour uh chess player too like immediately like, you could tell right you could tell he's gonna be a dickhead because he loses in chess once if you're a robot and you pieces. lose in chess you suck i mean robots are supposed to be programmed for that shit he's especially lost to kirk douglas who's basically high and drunk this whole movie guaranteeing 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 hector's only hector's only quality is he's probably bilingual i guarantee it 
<laughs> I mean, how many Spanish chess players do you know? <laughs> Not too many. All right, anybody else have any final comments before we get into segments? Uh, no. I sure, I could think of a million more things sitting here, but we don't have the time. Um, <laughs> you want to do uh, user reviews? Yes, let's see what we got here. Since we already did our quotes and our future movies and who would be in this film. <laughs> this one is from uh, Devastation Bob 3. I'm just ecstatic there is, isn't a Saturn 1 or 2. <laughs> Horrible horror. Warning, warning. Craig Douglas is naked. Um, and then Wax On says, Dog dies early in this film. I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. But it, one good thing was that it was short. You know, you, you, when you mentioned it earlier, when you first kind of started, it could be, you could, you could have one of these movies that could be, that could, this could be a two and a half, three hour movie. Well, I already <laughs> said, like, how is this person not in this film? I think this film would have been if they because this was kind of a slasher film, but they only killed he only killed two persons. So I think if it wanted to be more of a slasher film and you cut out the nonsense of building and deconstructing the robot, instead you add like three more people to Saturn Three. But like they're all like nerdy. Like so, Kirk Douglas is the only like one. I love the whole policy. idea that Saturn Three has turned into like a hippie uh, commune. You know, like everyone just <laughs> pretty much fucks, does drugs. I just thought they could have used like <laughs> they're like fuck Earth. <laughs> I thought they could have used like an asexual Richard Dreyfus as the nerd on Saturday Three. It's like yeah, it's just us two, and then this this dork Richard Dreyfus, and he's the first to die. <laughs> he's the brains of the operation, but <laughs> he'll be watching us on video. Yeah, he just likes room. to watch Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, he just likes to watch. So he's he's harmless. <laughs> You know what would have been better, and this, you know, this is just my sick mind, but like when they showed Harvey Harvey Keitel come in when they're making love and stuff, it would have been better as not show him walk in, but just have him sitting in the corner jerking off. Like that would be hilarious. That would have been even better. In his robot voice. <laughs> Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't mind me. <laughs> abort. Abort. So he's clearly jerking it. Are Farrah Foss and Kirk Douglas then reciprocating the, the no privacy and watching him beat off? <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's doing it with Hector. Who knows? I'll admit, no. You see Hector's grip? Yeah, yeah, I would not want that. I would not want that. Hector. Ow! Ow! Hector! Hector crushed a pipe. Like Hector! Abort! You know, he's like, abort, Hector. <laughs> Sorry. Do you see what he did to that, pu- you, <laughs> that plutonium pipe? <laughs> yeah, you don't want him gripping anything. <laughs> <laughs> Any other final comments before we talk about next week's movie? Mm-mm. What are we watching next week? So, it's my pick, and we're going to get very controversy here. Controversial? We're going to pick a movie that's probably going to piss off a lot of people. Like- we're going to do... The 1987 film Dirty Dancing. Oh, this is great. I love with it. With Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. This is our second this Patrick is, Swayze. Yes. I noticed that. <laughs> and our first Jerry Orbach film. <laughs> um, I can't stand this fucking movie, so I don't know what you guys think, but we'll see. I mean, Not- it's awful, but I, I, I mean, I've watched it a hundred times, so this is great. <laughs> it's... um. 
It's not on any of these streaming platforms. It's on Hulu. It's not. I just looked it's it up. It's not. It's on Cinemax. It's not on Hulu. All right. It's Sorry. It's on Cinemax and probably on TV. It's probably on TV like every day. Uh, you probably could get this on like YouTube on your, your street, on somewhere on your internet. It's only on Cinemax. All right, sorry. Well, everybody's seen this movie anyway, so. Um, once again, did if, not anyone, if anyone wants to borrow it, I have it on VHS. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> Laser disc. All right. Any other final comments? No. Nope. Peace out. Use it. <laughs>